This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Tuesday, May 26th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Brad Johnson. Brad, how you doing? I'm doing alright, how about yourself? Doing pretty okay, doing pretty okay. We're uh, going to look at uh, some picks for Tuesday. Coming off a big uh, Memorial Day, had a bunch of day games, so it's kind of a fun day game filled day. Uh, how'd your Memorial Day go? Uh, the day itself was mostly spent traveling. Uh, I went to D.C. for the weekend, and we opted to come back yesterday to avoid traffic, and also so uh, Sally could get back to work today. Yeah, did you go camping or anything, or just kind of? Uh, no, uh, her dad was uh, finishing up a job in D.C., and then uh, a couple of her childhood friends are up there, too. We got to visit them. Cool. Pull right on. Well, uh, yeah, we're going to look at Tuesday, which, after a big full Monday, is uh, another full day, just mm-hmm. not all the day games again, so a little bit different. Um, all right, let's go ahead and get started for Tuesday, uh, DFS picks. We're going to start at catcher, which actually was the hardest position for me. Um, yeah, definitely. I had one name. Who do you like at catcher on Tuesday? Oh, uh, there's couple guys that pulled out of the crowd. The, the obvious one's Russell Martin mm-hmm. against John Danks. That's you know, a gimme matchup. Uh, the whole Blue Jays stack in general is going to be very popular today. I imagine Russell or Martin's going to be on pretty much everyone's list, mm-hmm. uh, if not being picked, then being faded against. Uh, beyond him, I see Miguel Montero has Jordan Zimmerman. It's not a great matchup. It's not a terrible one. He has a platoon advantage. Uh, it's at Wrigley Field, it's not a terrible place for power at this time of year. Uh, I don't know, I can't really recommend that too strongly, but it's an alternative to Martin if you're looking for something. Uh, a couple cheaper guys who may or may not even be in the lineup, uh, John Ryan Murphy against uh, Jason Vargas. Yeah, uh, He'd have the platoon advantage if they opt to take Brian McCann out of there. And then uh, Brian Pena against Jorge De La Rosa. He's a switch hitter. Okay, you like Brian Pena, or you just don't eh, care about Jorge De La Rosa? Yeah, I I see the I see the Reds as a potential stack today, and De La Rosa's there's there's kind of like a mix between like what's going on. Last time I checked, which was probably about a week ago, he's shown better velocity and worse stuff somehow. I don't. It's kind of weird how that comes together, but mm-hmm. he's just not been the same, obviously. Maybe he just needs to adjust to the the improved velocity and you know figure out how his pitches are moving and avoid hitting the middle of the plate with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, not exactly sure what's going on with him. He tends to do poorly on the road in general, and uh, Grand American Ballpark's the second best place for power outside of Coors Field. Mm-hmm. Do you care about Caleb Joseph at all? He had a good day on Monday. He gets Scott Feldman, but are you a Caleb Joseph guy, even a bit? I wouldn't say I'm a Caleb Joseph guy, but you can use him today. Scott Feldman's definitely exploitable. Uh, the thing about today, it's cl- it's a classic DFS day. So you have a ton of stacks, several really good pitchers that you can choose from, uh, even some decent kind of mid-tier guys that you can try to get away with. Uh, everything's out there, everything you could possibly want. Uh, the only issue, I guess, with today is there's a few rain games that uh, 
they're all kind of hovering around 50% chance of rain today. Um, mm. Let me pull up the list I have here. Uh, yeah, so the Reds have like a 70% chance of late thunderstorms. Uh, Cubs and uh, Indians have around 40% chance, 50% for thunderstorms. Twins have 40% chance for rain. And then four other parks have a 20% chance for rain. So you're, you're going to have to look at weather forecasts closer to game time. And they're all starting at 7 or later. That's pretty important, though, for sure. That's uh, almost as important as, you know, making sure you guys are in the starting lineup. Is right. Keep an eye on those weather forecasts, which can totally bust up your whole stack. Which is uh, So, yeah, that's good. That's something to keep an eye on. And right. my impression from those weather reports is that the games themselves will get in. I'm not too worried about the hitters. Obviously, mm-hmm. again, check before game time. Uh, but pitchers are probably uh, something to be a little more concerned about. Yeah, that can be a total mess if you're not careful. Okay, so yeah, catcher's tricky. Um, not as many options as you want. I did have Russell Martin. That was the n- name I had. Like you said, it's super obvious. He could do fine, but if everybody's in on him, then it doesn't really help you. Um, how about first base? I had a bunch of names at first base. A little more help there. Yes, aside from Ketra, I kind of tried to constrain myself a bit in my picks just because there's so many stacks and mm-hmm. options out there today. Uh, so I ended up jotting down seven names. They're all kind of uh, some form of premium. Uh, so have uh, Encarnacion, uh, that's that same Danks matchup. Uh, nothing to not like there. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt against uh, Jaime Garcia. Uh, Adam Rizzo against Jordan Zimmerman, and that's kind of like the uh, Montero pick. Uh, the matchup itself is kind of eh, but Rizzo's really good. I'm not concerned about him against any right-handed hit pitcher. Yeah, Anthony Rizzo has really progressed over the last few years. You know, we've kind of seen him reach his potential, kind of in the in the way that you would like draw it out of how you would expect it would go. As he like mm-hmm. enters his prime, and he would just improve and. He's done that, you know. They often don't go exactly as you project them. Yeah, he, but, he's followed a pretty standard aging curve, I'd say. Yeah, uh, in a good way, for sure. And I agree, you know, you perform against the righty, but I'm not sure it matters at all. Nope, not at all. And a uh, couple more options. Uh, again, just kind of decent matchups, nothing, you know, to really get too excited about. Uh, Adrian Gonzalez versus Julio Tehran. I'm not, I've never really been a huge Tehran uh, proponent, and this year he's looked a little shakier than in years past. Uh, so I could see that being a opportunity for maybe a home run or a couple doubles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon Belt versus Matt Garza, that's going to be in Milwaukee. Yeah. Uh, Belt doesn't usually get to hit at nice hitter friendly parks like that, so it should be a little boost to his value. Mm-hmm. And he's really turned things around the last month, too. Yeah, it's, that's definitely a key point with him. Uh, he's not cold anymore. Uh, he's hitting well, and you know, there's, there's nothing really to fear in that matchup. Yeah. I like all those. The few others I wrote, Chris Davis gets Scott Feldman. Again, Scott Feldman's not intimidating. Pedro Alvarez gets a guy named Jose Urena. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me anything about Jose Urena? I took a quick peek at his numbers this morning just because he costs 3000 on FanDuel, which means that you could roster any hitters you possibly want. Like, mm-hmm. if you wanted to roster Bri- uh, Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, and Nelson Cruz, for example, mm-hmm. you could do it. <laughs> uh, I didn't see enough there to really get 
excited about trying to use them. Uh, yeah. So on the flip side, Pedro Alvarez is very boomer bust, but it's entirely possible that he could boom against Jose Urena, Marlins yeah, pitcher it, in Phil- or in Pittsburgh. The downside there is it is at uh, Merlin's Park, and it's just not I, a good place for power. I have it at PNC Park, which is also uh, not still good, still not good. Yeah, okay. either or. Marlins Pirates makes it tough. Um, I also wrote Alex Rodriguez in Kansas City against Jason Vargas. Mm-hmm. Likes to hit a lefty. Um, he has had some weird splits this year, but the point is he can hit lefty or righty, um, and Jason Vargas is not somebody to avoid with him. Alex Rodriguez could do just fine. And I wrote Lucas Duda against Jerome Williams. Yep. As long as he's in the lineup. As well. Yeah. There's a lot of options at first base. How about second base for you? I only had two names. It was a little trickier for me. Uh, second base was a little thinner. I did see plenty of alternatives and options out there. Uh, there's uh, Colton Wong versus Archie Bradley. And while Bradley's a well-regarded prospect, he's really a two-pitcher guy or two-pitch guy at this point. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It, with that predictability, I'm a little concerned about him surviving the Cardinals lineup. Sure. Uh, Wong's also batting first these days, so you know, it's a nice little value boost there. Yeah, he he's also had some weird like reverse splits in his career, but I just think of him as a quality hitter he's capable of mm-hmm. against anybody you know has some power has some speed can do just fine uh i like that matchup for him i do like archie bradley i think he can get it together a bit but i would also be worried about him if he was your guy and with wong i kind of look at him as i won't say he's exactly like kyle seager but he's got that similar profile where you know there's some power some speed uh, some contact ability it can all come together really well in a given day mm-hmm. And oh, that's kind of what you're looking for with him. Yep. Yep. I wrote uh, Daniel Murphy gets Jerome Williams, and it's mm-hmm. hard to be excited about Daniel Murphy. He's not an interesting player, but could do fine. More interesting is Jimmy Paredes against Scott Feldman. Um, mm-hmm. Matt has dubbed him Jimmy Paradise. Uh, he likes to hit righties, and I think he recently qualified for the batting title, and he's still doing awesome. You're waiting for him to cool down and he not hitting, you know, crazy high anymore, but still pretty darn good. Do you is, that, is there much to see from Paredes other than Babbit Pluck for you? Uh you know it, it's not all Babbit Pluck, but mm-hmm. he is an extremely aggressive hitter, uh, expands the strike zone to put balls in play. His whiff rates are kind of scary. I I'm trying to remember. I think it's something like 18% swinging strike rate. He mm-hmm. gets by by being so aggressive. Uh, I would definitely have concerns with him in traditional fantasy. At the same time, I did pick him as one of the guys I'm looking at for tonight. Yep. Yeah. Uh, if you like that stack, I he would be a fine part of it, you know, against Scott Feldman. Mm-hmm. Um, additionally, if you like Pirates versus Jose Urena, you know, Pittsburgh's not great, but nothing wrong with taking Neil Walker. Uh, how about third base? Anybody really stick out to you there? I have a bunch of options at third base. Uh, you mentioned uh, Alex Rodriguez against Vargas. I have him and Headley as options. Uh, there's uh, Matt Carpenter, if you're looking at kind of forming a little Cardinal stack against Bradley, that's an mm-hmm. option. 
Uh, there's the Blue Jays, uh, Josh Donaldson or Danny Valencia against Danks. Uh, Valencia is obviously the cheap alternative if you're trying to fit in an uh, expensive pitcher. There's Todd Frazier versus Jorge De La Rosa. That's yeah. you know the same story as talking about before. You have a good hit homer park. Uh, De La Rosa's kind of... I don't know what's really going on with him, but he seems exploitable these days. A uh, couple more options include uh, Evan Longoria against Jay Happ, and then uh, Mike Moustakis against Adam Warren, uh, swinging at that short right field porch in New York. I like that. I wrote uh, most of those down. Uh, those are all good options with the platoon advantage. I also wrote Luis Valbuena against Chris Tillman. Luis mm-hmm. Valbuena has slowed down quite a bit, though. He's still a guy, I think, that has dependable pop, for sure. But he's, uh, he's cooled off. Uh, so I would tread lightly. But to be fair, Chris Tillman's been real bad, so he mm-hmm. can do fine. And they keep batting him in good places in the order, so he's worth keeping an eye on. But... Yeah, Donaldson, Frazier, Longoria, all might cost you, but also have pretty good matchups and could do pretty well on Tuesday. And then um, shortstop. I only wrote two shortstop names down, and neither of them are are elite by any means. This continues to be one of the hardest positions all year long. Um, I wrote a Danny Echevarria gets Jeff Locke. Jeff Locke's been frustrating. He was a favorite of the podcast last year. And he has not repeated that success <laughs> this year at all. Even Matt is off the Jeff Locke wagon, which says all you need to know about Jeff Locke. But Dana Echevarria is going to be cheap. Again, not much power, really not much speed, but can make some contact um, if you want to try a Marlin stack of righties against Jeff Locke. Uh, and then what I think is more interesting, and we always bring this up when it happens, Cleveland gets a lefty, they get Wandy Rodriguez, which means it's Mike Avila's time, and Mike Avila's should qualify at shortstop for you. Uh, and he, what he does is hit lefties, and Wandy has been good so far, and it makes me excited, but not enough to avoid streaming against him. So I have Mike Avila's versus Wandy. Cheap option that could show that pop in that good situation. Um, yeah, make sure he's in the lineup, but that that's uh, a good way to fill in a cheap spot and maybe still get some points out. Any other shortstops stick out for you? Yeah, I actually was able to pick out six today. They're, as you mentioned, not exciting options. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the most part, they're just cheap guys who have the platoon advantage and usually a decent spot in the lineup. Uh, Avilas was one of them. Uh, the guy who doesn't have the platoon advantage is uh, Jung Ho Gung against Urena. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they've pretty much given him the job by now. Yeah, he, he plays most days. I think he'll be in the lineup. Uh, if he's not, that's an easy adjustment to someone else. And, you know, he's got, you know, decent pop, uh, decent contact skills. Uh, there's definitely, you know, more to his bat than most shortstops. A mm-hmm. uh, couple other guys, uh, there's Jose Reyes is back in action. I'm not really looking at him as the, the Blue Jay I want to use today. Uh, there's uh, you know, higher impact guys uh, available uh, within that stack. Uh, yeah. At the same time, he's not too expensive today, and you know it's still a very exploitable matchup. Mm-hmm. That's a good that's a good call on him. And then just a couple other guys who I don't know. There's nothing really too exciting about it. Uh, there's uh, Brandon Crawford at Milwaukee against Matt Garza. Uh, it's a better park for power. 
I hope the platoon advantage. That's about all it comes down to. Uh, there's Chris Owings against Jaime Garcia. Again, platoon advantage. Uh, ballpark's not really great for power there uh, at Bush Stadium. Yeah. And then uh, Zach Cozart against uh, De La Rosa. Yeah, those are some good, you know, kind of like a Danny guys that aren't great, but they do have the platoon advantage for, mm-hmm. you know, for those last two. Um, one before that, though, I brought this up with Matt the other day. Do you believe in Brandon Crawford at all? He's having a pretty darn good year, and he's still right around his prime. Is it possible that all of a sudden he's learning how to hit, or is he just kind of over his head right now? Well, I'll, I'll say this. I don't think he's changed much as a hitter, but I do believe in some degree of the power. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's always shown a flash of pop, and his stadium really hurts him. Uh, it's still going to hurt him this year, but I could see him, you know, tapping into closer to 15 to 20 home run power this year against, uh, especially on the road. Uh, so I, I see him as a guy you can definitely turn to. The Giants don't really use him in a great spot in the lineup, so at most days you're going to probably end up avoiding him anyhow. Uh, but there's, you know, at Miller Park, there's definitely no reason to be concerned. Yeah, I I feel like I'm not ready to buy in. I'm not trading for him anywhere, but I'm not also I'm not immediately selling. You know, if you happen to have him, which really means he's filling in the spot for your lineup, I think you just kind of enjoy what he's giving you and ride it out. And hopefully he stays, you know, stays kind of hot. But I don't know. I I'm kind of a hold on Brandon Crawford personally. Yeah, I can um, see that. Yeah. Okay, and then outfield. What outfielders stick out for you for Tuesday? As always, there's plenty. I'll just uh, select a few that mm-hmm. kind of stand out. Uh, with that Blue Jays stack, uh, obviously you have Jose Batista. Another guy who they're working to line up pretty frequently is Chris Colabella. Mm-hmm. And he's, I mean, he's, don't get too excited about him. But at yeah. the same time, he's got like a 500 BAPIP right now. That's uh, making his numbers look really nice, uh, which is ensuring that he gets back into the lineup. And he does have good pop, so a, a matchup against John Danks at a cheap price is you know, not that bad, especially, again, if you're trying to fit in a Clayton Kershaw or uh, David Price into your lineup. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, Stanton as part of that uh, lock matchup in uh, Pittsburgh, and you're right, it is at Pittsburgh. Yeah. You know, it's Stanton's starting to show a little, uh, a little more consistency with his power. He's not been uh, as good as last year with the batting average. A lot of that comes down to BAPIP. Uh, I wouldn't worry about anything. He's driving in tons of runs. He's hitting his home runs, and you usually don't have to worry about the stadium too much with that power. No, no. And him against a struggling lefty is always a good sign. Yep, absolutely. Do you like uh, Marcelo Zuna on the same team in the same matchup? I don't see a problem with using him as a stack if you're just trying to pick out one guy alone. Uh, just from my perusing earlier, I think you could probably do better on a solo pick. Okay, yeah. I, he's a guy that I used to like in standard fantasy, and he hasn't quite impressed so far this year. But he's also young enough, I think he can turn it around. But yeah, I would agree. It's hard to really put a bunch of faith in today. Uh, one of the solo guys you could probably turn to is uh, Cole Calhoun versus uh, Despania. Mm-hmm. And he's batting fourth for the Angels. Uh, it's sort of worked, uh, shaking up the lineup. Uh, they've you know, hit a little bit better. 
uh, since they've done that. It's they 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 still need to trade for somebody. I I yeah. don't know why they haven't you know pulled the trigger on a, like a move with Philadelphia. They could easily pick up Ben Revere and Ryan Howard, uh, get them to eat most of that cash on the Howard side, mm-hmm. and upgrade the lineup in the process. I don't yeah. know why they haven't. They need taken some that lefty step. bats for sure. Because yeah, it's, Matt it, Joyce is something. not getting it yeah. done. It's time to give up on Matt Joyce. You know, he probably has more in the tank, but if the Angels want to make the postseason, they're starting to uh, they're starting to get to the point where they need to take a step forward and move on. Yeah, there's a lot of weight on Cole Calhoun's shoulders, which is tough for him. But in terms of DFS, makes him still a prime option. Mm-hmm. I had him down against Despanier. Um, I also had these D-backs righties uh, against Jaime Garcia, you know, started with Goldschmidt, but you also have Mark Trumbo. Should make it in the lineup there. It's like, you know, it's a crowded outfield, but he gets Jaime Garcia, and I like Mark Trumbo when he has the platoon advantage. He's very boomer bust, but he can do big things. So I have him down. Um, I like Adam Jones against Scott Feldman. Adam Jones' price has been kind of low, and that's not the platoon advantage, but he's the kind of hitter that doesn't really care. It shouldn't matter right. for him. And then I have Colby Rasmus gets Chris Tillman. Colby Rasmus can always show pop. You know, he is always capable of going yard. Also always capable of going over four. But I like a guy that can run into one. And Chris Tillman, again, is not so hot this year. And I have some Rockies guys on the road at um, Michael Lorenzen. You get cargo and then charlie blackman charlie blackman stole three bases on monday and if he's not doing power he's doing speed and he's at the top of the lineup it's just it's a guy that should be able to contribute one way or another so i like charlie blackman and again he's kind of a medium price guy and i like uh on help against matt garza in milwaukee he's another guy switch it sits in the middle order can kind of do everything so yeah any other outfielders for you, or is that pretty well cover it? Uh, I definitely could keep going. Uh, there's Chris Young against uh, Jason Vargas. That's a good one. That's, uh, yeah, a, that's a good he's cheap a option. ultra cheap. Again, uh, nice choice. Uh, you could either go with him with the Yankees stack or just as a solo guy to get one of those pitchers in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have a problem with uh, guys like Mookie Betts or Rusny Castillo against Mike Pelfrey. I'm not a Pelfrey believer, even though he's got a three-point-something ERA. I don't really see him as a very viable pitcher long-term. Uh, he's definitely uh, very hittable. Mm-hmm. Yep, I wrote down uh, not anyone specifically, but the stack of the Red Sox against Mike Pelfrey. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple Reds, uh, Billy Hamilton, Marlon Bird against De La Rosa. You know, if you're <laughs> jumping in on Frazier and Cozart and them, then why not finish it off with an outfielder or two? And then uh, a non-platoon guy who, uh, you know, just kind of like a pure matchup, uh, Justin Upton versus Matt Shoemaker. Uh, Shoemaker's been very uh, homer-prone this year. Yes, he Upton's has. Upton's been very homer friendly this year. Yes, he has. Uh, Those two might interact in a very positive way for Upton owners. Yeah, I like that, for sure. He's going to cost you, but he's been earning his money so far. Justin Upton has been a a good guy to be with. Yeah, Uh, and yeah, you're right, Shoemaker just hasn't kept the ball in the park. I don't know, he broke out last year and was kind of fueled, at least his popularity, by a big win-loss record, and he was... I don't remember if he was undrafted or just drafted really late, but basically not a pedigree guy. 
So it's easy to see those guys. You don't want to say they fluked in their breakout, but you also don't totally... They don't have as much to rely on, you know? And things are not going well for Shoemaker. So, okay. And then how about pitchers? Anybody, you know, what do you what do you like on the pitching side? So you got a couple elite options, some kind of right there sub-elite options, and then uh, I see two guys who might be kind of more of a long shot type pick. Uh, so those elite guys are Kershaw, uh, David Price, Madison Bumgarner. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all have you know, reasonable matchups. Uh, no- nothing screams red flag with either of them or any yeah. of them except for their price. Uh, going a step down, uh, you have Jake DeGrom, uh, Danny Salazar, Jordan Zimmerman, and even uh, if you want to reach a little bit, Clay Buckle says options. Uh, Zimmerman's kind of the one that I'm a little fuzzy on. He's got that Cubs matchup, which can either be a lot of strikeouts or a lot of runs. Mm-hmm. And he his stuff's declined just enough where I'm leaning a little more towards the runs than the strikeouts today. Uh, so I'm a little concerned about that one. I'm probably not going to use it myself. Uh, yeah, it's hard to pay full price for him. That Salazar game is one of those ones with the rain in the forecast, so I'm a little worried about that too. Uh, and uh, as those cheaper options I mentioned, there's Jay Happ at Tampa Bay. Uh, those uh, The Rays offense is fine. It's not great. It's just kind of there. Yeah. And the park itself is pitcher-friendly, so that's nice. Yeah, and, and then, uh, they tend to hit lefties, which came up. They, they do tend to hit lefties, so it's, uh, you know, it's not a great matchup. As I was saying, it's kind of a reach. Then, My uh, favorite um, that you mentioned is, you'll have to pay for it, but David Price gets Oakland, and they don't hit lefties, like, at all. They're way down that right. list against lefties, and so in terms of a good matchup, and it's in Oakland, which might actually help David Price, uh, he's going to cost you, but that's that's a good matchup for him, for sure. Yeah, all three of those elite guys have great matchups. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, Price is in Oakland. Uh, Kershaw has the Braves, who just, you know, there's nothing to fear in that lineup outside mm. of Freddie Freeman. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've actually hit decently, despite, you know, the lack of any kind of name brand whatsoever. Yeah, but I, I could see them trailing off, though. Yeah, I would not fear them going forward. Uh, and then uh, Madison Bumgarner has that uh, just shaky Brewers lineup, and yep. they do or we expect them to hit left-handers. It hasn't really happened yet this year, but the guys all have a history of hitting left-handers. Yeah. Uh, so there's a modest risk there, and it is a hitter park. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. That's uh, a lot of options all over the place. I like that you dub this a classic DFS day, because it definitely feels that way. Mm-hmm. But definitely keep an eye on that weather, especially heading into tonight's games, because I can make or break your whole thing. And yeah, hopefully you stop and check your lineups, which I know a lot of you guys do, but it's just as important to check the weather. So make sure to do that. Um, yeah, I think that'll do it for us. Brad, do you have anything uh, you'd like to plug? Anything going on? Um, not the moment. I th- think we'll uh, I'll try to put something together for Thursday. Uh, list of things. <laughs> okay. Well, Brad is on Twitter at baseball a team. Make sure to check out his work all over the place, including here at Rotographs and uh, the Daily Grind puts a lot of this uh, good DFS info for you into text form and that's good to go check out 
every day. I'm on Twitter at HigginsFOS. Always like to hear your uh, feedback on the show, and even if you just want to talk fantasy, uh, I respond to 99% of the tweets I get, unless I somehow miss one. But uh, yeah, like to hear from you guys, so go ahead and holler. Thanks for listening. We'll be back on Wednesday with more DFS stuff, and then, uh, yeah, other than that, good luck with your picks, and we'll talk to you then. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy, or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.